Hello everyone and welcome to the Ishan Shastri podcast. My name is Cameron and I'm joined once again by the Prince of Jaipur. It is Mr. Ashwin Shastri. How are you, Ash? I'm absolutely buzzing, mate, seeing my team do so I wonderfully bet. well over the past two games. And being able to see them was quite, quite delightful. Uh, we're going to get straight onto that in a second. Just a, a little comment that it was supposed to be an episode talking about English cricket. We had a couple guests planned, but team curries and internet meltdowns have got in the way of that. We were going to talk Rob Key becoming the King of England and uh, Joe Root stepping down the captaincy. But for those who don't like English cricket, we're, this is going to be an episode then for you because we're going to carry on our IPL chat. A bit more structured this week. We've got a few questions in from the listeners. But of course, let's start with the because we're recording this for everyone to know on a Friday night and Rajasthan versus Delhi Capitals has just finished not only an almighty game but a controversial one in the end Ash just give me your initial reaction to the Rajasthan win well my initial reaction was that uh, when I saw a scorecard like 222 for two I thought like yeah we are gonna make it then I so the likes of Prithvi Shaw and Rishabh Pant talking it all around. Mm. But then, like, I thought, okay, who's next? Uh, Lalit Yadav does not scare me much. Uh, Rovman Powell doesn't scare me much. And basically nobody else. I tell you what, when those few sixes were going over, Ash, from Rovman Powell in that last over... All that was running through my mind was your comments and mine about Rovman Powell. <laughs> and I just thought, ah, oh, this will be the biggest load of karma I've ever seen if he goes and hits 36 off the last over, just to spite you, Ash. But uh, it wasn't to be. But to be honest, I would say I... Uh, I don't think Rovman Powell is in the league of the likes of the Pollards and the Russells. By the way, mm. by the way, just a quick uh, head start. Pollard has also announced his retirement from international cricket. He has. He has yeah. um, it's, it's just for me bringing to the end that like glorious period they had in white ball cricket. Your Gale, Dwayne Bravo, Pollard. Um, I, I just see that kind of that era coming to an end. Um, I don't. I don't really know what has Pollard done. What has he done for West Indian cricket more than the likes of a Gale or even a Dwayne Bravo? I don't really think he's done that much. I think he's more, you know what? I think he's more of a Mumbai Indians legend than he is <laughs> a West Indian legend. I would say, but I think he has uh, hit six sixes in a game. He has uh, won them a few series. He has led them by example. He did try to give his best in. Uh, a number of games and honestly he was not too bad a team man and uh, there was a very critical juncture in this side don best has tried his best for england that doesn't mean he was uh, he's been a legend of the english game has, but, he, has yeah. he though don best yeah. well that maybe yeah. something to debate anyway let's get back to today's game the noble is like this is a like a quick shout for what could be ash's poll for this week was it a noble? Was it not? 
on power at the end. It depends if you are a supporter of RR, then that's definitely below the waist. But I think anyone else in the world with eyes is thinking that that was probably just over waist height. However, what I want to hear from you, Ash, is if this was Hive Green versus Saltwood and it was Hive Green batting and you were at the sidelines, would you have thrown Simon Rose onto the pitch to stop the game uh, until they'd reviewed the decision? What did you think about Rashad Pant? Well, at one stage, I thought he was beckoning Powell off the I think pitch. He was, he was kind he of like was, he was, yeah. waving him off. I think it was too it, absolutely mental, too immature of him to be doing that. Like that is just not done. Simply, like of course, like uh, even being an Ara fan, that one was too close to be called. Like either way, and uh, it had to go upstairs. And even the third umpire there, he would have like uh, gone with like a benefit of doubt in the favor of the umpire or something. Or no conclusive evidence yeah. to overturn it because it was like kind of touch and go sort of a thing that was that would have made quite a lot of chaos. You've seen them given though. Yeah, of course. I've seen much lower ones given. Like, uh, And I think mm. people are making too much fuss about that. Uh, it's not a given that uh, Robbie would have hit uh, three more of those. But uh, yeah, like as it turned out, it... Uh, Robbed him of all the momentum he had, and uh, absolutely, absolutely, he had no chance, no chance after, after that. that. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, you can understand with Delhi, it it should have been reviewed. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. the 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 frustration. It should have been reviewed, but like you say, it might have gone either way. Um, but crazy, I, I can't believe it's the first time in. Is this the 15th or 14th year of the IPL? I forget. Well, in fact, I think uh, last week we had the 15th anniversary of the IPL back in 2008. Okay. was when we had the first game, the the blockbuster event where uh, a certain Brendan McCullum set the stage on fire. He did. That was so such amazing being the first game of the tournament. But what I was quickly going to say was, it's the first time in 15-odd years... I'm actually looking forward to seeing the fair play uh, table. It's the first time. <laughs> Just to see what rating Delhi got for that. It's the first time. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but take us back 15 years ago, because I can't remember who won that first year, Ash. Well, uh, at that point of time, I think uh, India had won the T20 World Cup. So the, the spirits were rather high. And uh, then we saw... The thing called the Indian Cricket League, the ICL. There was another league going on in India, which was kind of like kind right. of like a rebel cricket league. Like that mm. league was such that the likes of Stuart Binney and uh, maybe a couple more guys they used to be the stars of that. Oh bloody! Stuart Binney was the star, so. You can imagine how it was, but yeah, at least... That, that says a lot of the quality. Yeah, but at least that league uh, did give us a kickstart on uh, how the future of T20 cricket could look like. Mm. We had the likes of Chris Keynes, Dinesh Mongia and all those guys playing in there. So that's where, that's where, he was, that's where Chris Keynes was caught in his fixing scandal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, so the, the BCCI, they came up uh, with the idea of having like a, a legitimate cricket tournament called IPL because they couldn't go for ICL because it was already taken 
So there was quite a lot okay. of glitter and glamour. They brought Shah Rukh Khan and Preeti Zinta, another actress, in a uh, number of other big names, big shots. They bought the team, and then they. I was like kind of glad that okay, Jaipur is also getting a team. It is the cheapest, but it is bought by someone, so at least we'll have a team. And then uh, we got the name. It will be called Rajasthan Royals. Okay. I think uh, when it comes to naming and branding. Uh, Nothing kind of beats uh, Kolkata Knight Riders and the way Shah Rukh Khan launched the team. So mm. then I think it was all about like building up uh, with a lot of unexpected uh, enthusiasm as to how things are going to be. So yeah. we started the game. It was uh, um, Kolkata Knight Riders versus the Royal Challengers Bangalore. So people tried to bring all kind of things in, like Vijay Malia, the owner of RCB, he named the team after the the liquor he had. His uh, company makes a liquor called Royal Challenge, and he named the team. I remember. Yeah, he named the team Royal Challenges. He apparently went to Washington and got some of the uh, Washington Redskins cheerleaders in, which was kind of something unheard of in India. So, like a lot of those, uh, yeah, the cheerleaders have gone. Yes, yes, they? they're gone. But I think that was something oh. like that suddenly caught everyone's eye, whether it was in a positive way or a negative way. Everyone was kind of hooked mm. uh, towards that first game, and then um, Mr. Baz McCallum from New Zealand, he just absolutely demolished the the RCB bowling, and RCB didn't have. Enough batsmen to even survive. Yeah. So that was when, uh, like, that show got off to like the grandest possible start. He scored one five eight, and uh, fun fact, that happens to be the only century scored by a KKR man till date. Yeah, it's funny because obviously Utapur is playing for Chennai at the moment, um, and I'm so surprised to hear that he's never scored a ton in the IPL because you know he's won. Uh, the orange cap before and he does seem like a player opening the innings who would have got one uh, but when I heard that he hadn't scored a ton it doesn't surprise me that uh, other than Baz McCollum that no one else mm -hmm. from KKR they've got those players that will get you 80 it is, you know, yeah. your Russells yeah. and um, oh, to be fair Gambier in, in, that's what I that period of Gambier Utapa that, that, that duo up at the top I'm surprised not one of them went on mm -hmm. to score 100 I think that, that was shocking but then like that year I think uh, Everyone got a bit of a taste for what T20 cricket's future could be like. Uh, and uh, luckily enough for myself and uh, for, for all of us that Rajasthan turned out to be like a, a team to reckon with. Led by the legend Shane Vaughan. Other than Vaughan and Watson, who else well, we, was a top player for RR? We, in that we had Graham Smith, uh, another yet another captain, Graham. active captain. He was, was Yusuf Patan as Yusuf well. Yusuf Patan was, was the new time. star. We had Jadeja Jade, yeah. in our side, a young Jadeja. We had Sohel Tanvir. He was uh, the, the purple cap holder <laughs> that year. Yeah. yeah. And we had this guy, Siddharth Trivedi. He was quite handy with the ball. Right. And uh, who else won us the game? Uh... I think it was predominantly these guys. Like the most uh, 
recognizable Indian name we had was Mohammad Kaif. Oh, we okay. had uh, the likes of Justin Langer and uh, Darren Lehman playing for us. Justin Langer. They have played an IPL game. I loved yeah. that era. I just, you know, Matty Hayden, mm. oh, Justin mm. Langer in the IPL. <laughs> in the IPL that yeah, kind yeah. Of, you know, Adam Gilchrist yeah. for Punjab. Just, just brilliant. Mm. Um, so then, yeah. like, I think... And obviously, like you say, you guys went on to yeah. win. And I still remember that day, like... How was it celebrated? I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you, like, uh, in... Uh, it was 1st of June, 2008. So, me and Ish, we were in Jaipur. So, we found a store where they were selling the the Rajasthan Royals jerseys. So, you know what... You know, we obviously know what we did at that point. We bought yeah. three of those. All right, three. I didn't three, think yeah. you were going to say three one for my one for me one for him one for our father oh i see yeah so that was quite uh quite exciting to like getting ready for the final then we got back home and ish was about 10 years old at that time so for him um, following it was more like a like a the hype sort of a thing than the cricket part and i was kind of hooked up to both of them yeah so the game started i think uh, we didn't perform that well to be honest like yusuparhan literally bailed us out on a number of occasions that day uh and we had a lot of catch drop catches dropped and of course you're playing against uh, what turned out to be the mo- the strongest franchise of yeah. uh, of the IPL so it was their core at their peak so like that was a good game but then that day we celebrated like crazy uh, and I think like I'll uh, tell you when I was 10 years old we had the 2003 Cricket World Cup and uh, that was my moment of like getting hooked to cricket like full time and I think the same may have happened with Ish as well like from right. that uh, moment onwards till uh, till we could i think he was involved in ipl like full time full throttle i've mentioned before that he was uh, he used to make those lists of players auction he used to like write them manually as to which player went to which side and so on and how things are going to be i think even uh, back in 2020 during the lockdown we you i used to go out on like late night walks around midnight 1 or 2 and then we used to have discussions on how the squads are going to look like mm-hmm. so that's the best part that's the best part and no matter what uh, every time we discussed rcb we always ended up with saying like okay ah like why do we care like we know that kohli is not going to do that well yeah. yes <laughs> so i that, think you, you that you might be uh, leading on to a topic yeah so i think uh, that 2008 ipl turned up to, uh, turned out to be like his uh, launch pad towards being like that wonderful cricketer and uh, not just that being uh, active in so many activities he started taking parts part in like singing dancing music and what not like i think the endless uh, talents that he had uh, were kind of uh, i think in the school there was nobody who was just even nowhere near as talented that's for sure yeah 
But well, having I'm said that, but, but some of this, some of this evidence. Sorry. Yep, yep. But having said that, he could never run for shit. He could never run. No. He could never run for shit. I, I wouldn't. Talented, yes, but I, I just don't know if I'd ever put athlete next to ish. You know, nah. skillful, yes. Athlete, no. Well, um, at the at yes. the at the at the age of eight, nine, ten, he could swim fifty laps, like at the speed of a of a of a turtle of a tortoise. Of a turtle, right? He would be like, oh. like when he started swimming, his hands and his leg they used to stay submerged, and he used to just keep moving. <laughs> but but he could. Uh, swim for hours and hours and hours so, mm. you know like he was that kind of a workhorse like in batting he was yeah. a bit like uh, a polite nick allen a bit like nick allen like like nick allen was quite like he's quite open about not to wanting to run and ish was like wanting yeah. to run but not being able to run yeah a bit different yeah and i think uh, ever since he was a child he was into like quite smart things as well i think he was 6 or 7 when he won a senior chess competition mm. he was quite quite decent and i think he played his first senior game i think i posted a picture of that as well like he played his first senior game when he was 9 years old and he was facing i think uh, a lot of our school bowlers in their prime including myself well mm. what a yeah. challenge for him I'm sure he was he, he got to the task very ably against yourself. But I think he faced three deliveries. The first one was outside off, he just left it alone. Then I thought okay, I'm just going to like uh, swing it uh, swing it back into him. So he just uh, planted his foot, played a perfectly accurate forward defensive shot. Mm. then for the third one i kind of like drifted a bit towards uh, towards his path so he kind of flicked uh, me away for one and i think two balls later he got run out so well we all know the feeling of that yeah. um i feel that we i i hope you put some of these uh, pictures and videos up for fish and his his talents away from cricket um however keeping to the cricket We have had some questions in yes, uh, regarding yes, yes. the IPL, and the first one, the striking one, I must say, is who, in our opinion, are the superstars of the IPL that have flopped so far? And I do think there are some very leading candidates. Let me start you off. You mentioned him earlier, bit of VK Virat Kohli. Um, RCB themselves are doing pretty good although losing to this Chennai side they should hang their heads in shame. Um <laughs> however he is not the one driving this RCB uh wagon like Faf's doing well uh Maxwell's had an impact and obviously not VK but DK uh doing tremendous stuff and the bowlers are you know pretty good. Uh, basically the the Chennai recruits have done very well for him. Uh Faf and Hazelwood but uh Virat has struggled. Uh I think in the last game first ball duck not not going the best for for the superstar, the true superstar probably of of Indian cricket at the moment. Uh Ash, what do you think of Virat? 
well i think that uh, for someone who who kept pr- priding himself on being like the hardest worker always being uh, being being the front runner of everything always like being up front uh, at the top of the game in your face he seems kind of lost like i don't see him mm. uh, uh, with the same hunger like it's not about he gets out it's not about how he gets out it's more about like when he gets out i don't see any remorse or any sadness in his eyes like if i would get out on like a, on a score of 3 or 4 mm. i would i would sit out there for the next half an hour as if my somebody has robbed my house or something do you think yeah. it's because he's not captain well it could be like a, that and he had to leave the india captaincy and uh, or maybe like because he just doesn't want to he doesn't have that fire in him anymore like it could simply be that like uh, no one can be as uh, great as sachin tendulkar like who first of all maintained a dignity whether he was a captain or or not yeah. whether he was the leader of the pack or not he always maintained that uh, uh, that dignity to help anyone who was the leader like he he debuted on the kapil dev when he played uh, all the way up until ms dhoni and still he did his best uh, to win games for all the captains he played under but then yeah. virat i think he has a bit of ego issues for sure like even with the, this rcb group he doesn't seem to be like quite involved in the way like uh, the way uh, faf takes care of things and like the way he handles the team which is very well by the way but uh, i think he's kind of uh, he doesn't have that hunger anymore for some reason that could be why like he hasn't uh, scored a ton in over the past many many years not many like yeah, past few years yeah now moving on from been that impressive last year yeah yeah because moving on from one uh, superstar to the other yeah R- roit sharma well this for me he is the leading candidate like, yeah. at least with in virat's case uh like you can say he's he's lost the captaincy he's maybe he's lost that fire but at least his team isn't being hampered by virat's poor form but my goodness and the second question will maybe talk a bit more about the impact on the team but my goodness roit looks uh looks a bit out of it doesn't he and i i think the point i'd like to make to you is I don't know how the BCCI or whoever or I guess it's Raul Dravid who makes those decisions but how anyone can make the case that Rohit Sharma should be opening the batting for India over a Prithvi Shaw uh a KL Rahul there's so many candidates that could be opening the batting um it, I I'm and I absolutely believe he will be at the World Cup opening the batting but uh I I don't know quite how well neither do i and uh, because he's going to open and virat is going to bat at 3 yeah india are going to struggle it's going to hurt hurt your po- yeah definitely hurt, hurt your chances yeah because you see if we look at the best openers best indian openers this ipl 
I would say it has to be kind of Prithvi show. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, and I think the second best guy has to be Shubman Gill. Yes, this season, yeah. This season, yeah. Although I don't want to see him I... anywhere near a T20 side. Exactly. I, I I'm thinking Shubman Gill looks good in this Gujarat side because they're so batting light and he plays that role. I I think Prithvi Shaw. If you're India with all the rich talent, he gives you something different at the top. That's that yeah. power play destroyer, um, and which Shubman Gill's not. Yeah. And him along with KL Rahul, I think. Yeah, give KL. Rahul's the, the guy who can bat through the innings, score your 100. Uh, he has that ability. Prithvi destroys the power play and, and then you go from there. Really, it should be Tripathi at three, in my opinion, but that's a discussion for another day. Um... Ash, we will talk about Rowan a bit more in the second question. I just want no explanation. Give me an overseas player that has disappointed you the most. The overseas player that has disappointed me the most. Mm. Mm. Rapid fire. For me, while you're thinking, maybe because it's close to home, probably Moeen Ali. Uh, yeah. He's now been dropped. Like This episode, don't worry, everyone, it's not going to be a Chennai-heavy-based episode. We're looking at Mumbai, thankfully. Um, but Moeen, you know, retained for whatever reason at that prize, but, like, it was for his all-round. And now, look, Santner's coming in at three because you can't trust Moeen with a bat. And it, he's not being effective with the ball. Him and Jadej don't look that effective, like they're going to take wickets. So, uh, um, yeah, it'd probably be Mo for me. But who, what about you? What overseas player that isn't injured has disappointed Ka you? Kyron Pollard. Pollard, yeah, yeah. And again, uh, you're you're just desperate to get us onto the Mumbai topic. Let's let's just start it. I think, unless mm -hmm. you've got another name. Quickly. I think. Have you got uh, another name? I, or? I guess Rabada hasn't been too good either. Like from his standards. That's a, he still takes wickets though, doesn't he? Yeah. Not, not maybe as much as before, but uh, yeah. Um, okay, so another question, and like I say, it bleeds into the into this topic, which is why are Mumbai doing so poorly? They are the first side to start and lose their first seven matches. It is a beautiful sight. Somehow, <laughs> MS Dhoni the goat. They lost the Chennai, and I really do mean this. And and to be fair, if it's not for MS Dhoni's like brilliance. We're talking probably another kind of discussion how Chennai uh, has been so poor, which, like we say, we could do anyway because they are. Uh, but Mumbai, I think to begin with, it has to be the auction. Uh, there's a a stack Abs going round that both both Abs Chennai and Mumbai yeah. uh, spent the most on retentions. Again, it's no surprise to see us both at the bottom. Um, and like I say, without a bit of MS brilliance, we would also be firmly at the bottom. Um, however, hear me out here, Ash. Other teams, Rajasthan were a team that were obviously flying now, but got their auction strategy spot on, in my opinion. What yep. they did is they realized, you know what? We have two world, well, world-class assets that need to be retained. And yes, we will spend the bucks to keep them there. Butler, Samson, right? Yep, yep. Yes, you can argue 
about the Jai Swell, but really a, a young Indian domestic top four player uh, for what what was it four crore something like four, that? Four no, crore, nothing yeah. yeah nothing too major a price you'd probably get for him maybe in the auction itself fine and it's given them an arsenal they've still got the two players of real quality different to what Punjab and uh, Hyderabad did where they maybe had one player of quality and they had to get a lot more but they went in with an arsenal of money that they could do big business obviously they I'd say Rajasthan were clever but got lucky that some teams just completely missed the plot when it came to the likes of Chahal and, and Ashwin and so on and you got them at really good prices but you had the money to kind of play around with that around, whereas yeah. Mumbai again and, and from honest it's the same for Chennai but we are speaking sticking with Mumbai here the price not only they spent on their retentions was Rohit 16 crore I yeah. think it might have been 16 crore for uh, Rohit. To be fair, Bumrah for 12 is a steal because look at Chahal going at 14 crore. If he was in the auction, he's getting 15 plus, in my opinion. He's not in the best season, but he's, he's getting 15 plus easily. Uh, and I think I saw a comment from him, just like him, like gutted. And uh, uh, But I think, what was it? And then it was Pollard and it was Sky. For me, you retain Bumrah. Uh, so at all costs, you retain Bumrah and you retain Sky. And from there, I'm telling you, Rowett doesn't go for nine, maybe. I think he's gonna maybe go 10. ten plus, ten plus, but so like ten to twelve. But, but he's not going sixteen. There's, there's yeah, no way definitely, he's going definitely, definitely. So let's say twelve, because we're looking at the prices of other players that went in in the auction, like Shreyas I I know there's, but let's say twelve. That's four crore saved. I believe that. Going for him 16 and Ishan Kishan, I know how exciting he is, but he is a bit unpredictable. 15 crore when you've already spent that hefty, hefty wedge on those four retentions already, plus then the 15 to bring in a player that you already had in Ishan Kishan. We did the same with Chahar. You're tying your hands behind your back. And the Archer one was a risk. And again, we're going to probably see the benefits of it next year. Um, but it just seemed a complete mess. If you the player they should have got one hundred percent because he shouldn't have been available, yeah, is Jahal. Yeah, they needed a spinner. They got rid of Jahal, which I think was a mistake also. But that team, when I remember watching the auction, I thought, oh, bloody hell, they they're saving themselves here for Jahal. I thought it was like a bang on. That's what they were going for. But no, they because of this money that they've spent on those big names at big big prices to retain them it meant they had to go for what in the auction the fifth sixth best leg spinner indian leg spinner in uh, morgan ashwin morgan probably. ashwin yeah. Say the yeah. yeah fifth or sixth best and look he was dropped from the last game yeah, yeah the sides they've been there's no regularity to the side they're picking and that stems all from me for their auction strike eight crore and tim david i told you at the beginning you you like that i didn't to be fair, I'm even thinking he's not even had a proper sh go at it anyway. But I thought eight crore for Tim David was madness. And now they're not even playing it. They're playing sometimes three overseas. It just totally boggles my mind. Tymon Mills hasn't worked. Uh, Daniel Sams has had one good game, obviously, against us. Um, I don't know. I For me, I really think teams, the successful teams in post this mega auction, they made those two big, big retentions because they 
could not bear to lose them. And then they had kind of that flexibility in the auction to pick up buys that were undervalued, if that makes sense, because the other teams had already spent too much, like your Chahals and Ashwins and uh, Krishnas and so on. Um, and by the way, Krishna, that that wicket maiden today, Wigan unbelievable. Maiden it won't get blood, it won't get bloody talked about because of the madness in the twentieth over. But that that over, incredible. Anyway, Ash, you tell me what's your what's your kind of main feelings why Mumbai have struggled this year. I think uh, if you spend so much on players, uh, then of course your hands are tied up. You can't. Uh, uh, can't get into any sort of a bidding war for any player you want. Yeah. And uh, beyond that, you are stuck if you try and uh, replace uh, someone like a Trent Bolt with uh, a Timal Mills or uh, mm. you basically get uh, Unadkat anywhere near your squad. <laughs> although, although... Yeah. As I thought he's been alright, to be honest. Although, as it turns out, he happens to be the best finisher in this season. He happens to be one of the best bowlers they have had. Yeah. Until until Dhoni's last over madness, I thought he bowled very well yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Boomer has been a bit disappointing, but it is literally all on him. Um, he doesn't have that partner in bowl uh, anymore. Um, and even Hardik, when he was fit enough to bowl. Yeah, I think they've got no them. overs of spin with Krunal Pandya either. Yeah. Um I don't know. I think they, yeah, they some they of those names that they've. Sorry, Ash. Sorry, Ash. Okay. I think they should try like uh, Brevis a little more. Like he needs to get a bit of control, and if he can get in a few overs, that could help them quite a lot. Because when mm. he bats, he looks like someone who belongs to the to the the big arena. Yeah, I, it's. I thought when we saw him come, you'd see someone who obviously had the technique but would, like, shrink a little bit. You know, he's not the big fish in the Under-19 World Cup. I thought you'd see him taking some time to settle in. Obviously, he will be a star. Um, I saw him actually being one of those players that would be a kind of anchoring role. Yeah. But could I not be more wrong? This guy is an absolute superstar. However, yeah, he is, you can still tell his age because he, you know, he's had three or four starts now and not got past 50. Uh, but he's, the shots he's playing, uh, the manner in which he's going at this, this guy is going to be a star. And if you look at South Africa, again, let's not maybe move on to this, but they've got some really good young players coming through there. Something to uh, hold on to if you're a South African fan. As long as they're not all banned from playing for South Africa because they went to the IPL, they should be all right. Yeah. Sorry, that, go on. Continue about Mumbai. I think with him, and if Ishan Kishan starts firing at some point, they would have Kishan, Sky, Tilak Verma, and Brevis. That could be a very good mm. uh, two, three, four, five for them. Well, absolutely. Because on paper, I think you have to admit that team on paper is a lot stronger than Chennai's. Um, maybe they're a bowler short, but that batting lineup, whatever we might like to say about um, your Rohit Sharma's, your Kishan's form, Rohit Sharma, Kishan, Devolt Brevis, Tilak Varma Sky, that top five 
is as good as any in this tournament, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think they're losing the game with the, the choice of bowlers. Like Basel Thumpy. Yeah, but Kishan and, and Sharma are just scoring no runs. I know Kishan at the beginning, but consistently Sharma no runs. And Kishan recently is literally playing two metres down the wrong line. Absolutely. So, they're, yeah, they're, they're back. Their top order batting, sorry, is letting them down. Sky, for me, other than obviously Butler, I would say this year, Sky has been my like the second best bat in the tournament. Yeah. So, uh, so it's a bit incredulous that they would be, they haven't lost, they haven't won a game when you've got Sky in that great form. Tilak Varma, who uh, is just a tremendous player. Um, I d I just think. For me, it boils down to that horrendous auction strategy because, like you're saying, their bowling looks so weak. How they didn't pick up a Chahal uh, and then a, a better overseas um, seamer. I, I saw a tweet from Mitch McLennigan who is like the epitomizes Mumbai success period, but being a player that isn't very fashionable, but he worked. And what he said was, and he benefited from this, Mumbai success has always come from two overseas seamers. Yes. And obviously they had the Indian batting and, and so on, and Pollard, but two overseas seamers. And currently they have Daniel Sams and Riley Meredith and Tymor Mills. Tymor Mills, yeah. But none of them... I do think Tymor Mills has been particularly poor and has a ceiling which he has not reached in this tournament. Riley Meredith has shown that he doesn't really have the, the the goods, as it were. And Daniel Sams, I'm starting to dislike the man because whenever he plays in the Big Bash, he always does well against my teams as well. Um, but I don't see, and I, I'm pretty sure Mumbai see him as purely a placeholder for until um, Big Boy Archer gets there. But uh, they have to have done better. Like I, I know he's injured, and so it sounds a ridiculous comment. But an Adam Milne for 1.5 crore makes more sense to me. Yeah, absolutely, Just, yeah. Like, you, you, you know where they missed the trick. Like, they, they thought that uh, by getting Archer, they can then uh, dish that two overseas fast bowler strategy and have yeah. uh, Boomerang and Archer being their two attacking guys and then maybe have another interaction batter or something at some point. Mm, that's a good point. Now I think because they'll who? have to... They had Quinton, didn't they? He was there of a um, they had, yeah. overseas batsman. Yeah. Uh, no, right now, I, I don't think they have uh, anybody else. They have uh, Tim David, uh, Deval Brevis, they have uh, Pollard, Fabian Allen, Meredith, M Meredith, Fabian Allen. I do think it's it, it's tough on them to be to a point because I think the Pandya brothers was so crucial to that side. You could play almost another... You had the luxury of picking an out-and-out bowler or another batsman yeah. because you had your four overs, sometimes six or seven or eight, if Hardik was fit. Uh, of good, And look at them this year. They're flourishing, both of them, to be honest. And that meant the batting went down to sometimes eight, sometimes seven. Right now, um, to to not as effectively, in my opinion, 
try and cover just Crunel, you're having to use an overseas in a Fabian Allen, uh, which they are sometimes doing, sometimes not. Uh, Looking at that team yesterday, they had that, uh, was it under 19s or what? The Offie, the offspin in his first game, who normally bats number nine. Yeah, he did okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he came in at six for them yesterday because he can hold a bat. You've got Undercat, who's done all right. I know we like to meme him, but he's done okay for who he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, for what you expect of him, I'd say he's actually done better, especially with the bat. He's batting at eight for them. Last year, that would be Crunel coming in there or um, not not so much Hardy. But I'll be honest with you, I, I think they, they had some quality players, but the ones that they backed in the auction were not the correct ones, at least not at that fee. Um, I, for one, if I was them, would have much preferred that 15 crore that they spent on Ishan Kishan going on uh, a Krunal Pandya at 7 or 8 crore and yeah. and really fighting hard for Chahal. Imagine that side. Take Kishan out and put a... a you got Tilak Varma, I know they brought in, but uh, I'm, I'm trying a, to think of a... A, a, a party a maybe. Decent, a Raul Tripathi. Yeah, a Raul Tripathi, even that he was quite expensive in the end. But you know They've when they had Partiv Patel? Padikal, Padikal, yeah. Padikal, yeah. Going, so, I, I think if I was a Mumbai fan, if they had gone hard for Padikal... Brought back Krunal at a decent price, not ridiculous, and fought for Chahal. That side looks utterly different. You've got the all-rounder number seven at Krunal, which doesn't have to be in overseas. You've got Chahal as arguably the best spinner in the bloody comp, which it's not even a huge surprise to me, to be honest. He's that quality. And you've got Devcut, who would do as good of a job as Kishan up at the top with Rowett. And then you can focus on some funds elsewhere. I don't know. I just craziness their auction strategy i think we can agree that's probably where the root of their issues lie absolutely but i think going ahead they would want to rethink what they did and probably go for someone who can make that impact like one name right. that comes to my mind is ben stokes if he decides to come that is because i do i i, I don't know ash what i'm saying here is that I think they were always planning ahead to next year with this side in mind. Your Archie, your Brevis, your Tillich Varmers, Tim David to a degree. I, I think Tim David is the... They're looking at the Pollard replacement. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they ha they have looked a bit... Ishan Kishan's young. I think they... I don't think this side is like with a potentially one-year shelf life. What I'm, I think it's more, again, your Chennai's. That's where the big turnaround's going to come, you know. Doni eventually goes, Robin Utapur, Ryadu. Uh, that's when the big fees for the those big players coming back in. I can't I can't see Ben Stokes. Does Stokes will command post ten crore, surely? The yeah. rounder kind of he will do. So I, I just don't think they'll have the funds necessary uh, for that. But anyway. Uh, I think they Because um, I can't they, see who's going to leave that squad to give them the necessary funds is all. I think they're going to get rid of someone like a Fabian Allen or something at some point. Sure, but that's not going to get you enough to, yeah, to yeah. boost you up to... No, no, no. You, you're, you're going to have to let go of your Unat cuts and maybe a couple more. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, like, I like, 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 I'll tell you something. We got Rassi van der Dusen for 50 lakhs and he would have been mm. flourishing there at MIA. True. He, he, he's only had a few games but he hasn't you know, set the world alight at RR, yeah. but anyway. 
let's let's move on quickly to kind of a uh, a quick direct question, which is: Should Russell be opening uh, the batting for KKR, who have obviously slipped down uh, the table since we last spoke? But kind of a more generic or general question is: Would you take away someone who is so proficient at the back end? to put them up at the top. So basically asking you, where do you value most? Top order power play runs or last five over runs? Is it like Swiggy power play or whatever it's called? Um, Swiggy five over, last five overs or whatever. Um, so to you, Ash, firstly, just quickly, should they open with Russell? And if so, do you value more your big hitters at the beginning rather than the end? Hit me. Well, with Russell, I think the situation is going to be different. But in general, like if it is a yes and no question, I would say no. Not uh, to open the innings, but I would say he... Agreed. He has to bat much higher up the order, like a number five, if I if he can. Because him sure. coming in at number six, seven, eight, it uh, kind of kills the game. And They have a, a nailed on number seven, eight in Narayan. I've never quite yeah. worked out... Um, the kind of flirting him with four or five. Uh, either you open with him and you and you say, if you get out, you get out, just have a swing. You might bat the first four overs and give us a good start. Or you have him as a handy uh, Shardle Takor type coming in at eight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I think with, with Russell, I think number five could actually be the spot for him. And uh, the only reason to support only claim to support uh, him coming in at uh, the top of the order could be the fact that his uh, fitness issues may hinder him from uh, running all around sure so but if, may, if, which happens every year he loses the ability to bowl because of his broken body and give him that bigger responsibility of batting him at five in my opinion because again that that side is a very balanced one if you have uh, Shreyas at three, Nitish Rana four, Russell five. And that allows you, as much as we love, and I actually think he needs to be in the side, the Billings, but that allows you to kind of, do you have an open instead of Rahane? Like, a, well, I'm not a big fan of Finch either, but if Alex Hales was there, you could have Hales up at the top and Russell in at five, do you know what I mean? And then Phil your back end of uh with Indian uh, domestic players but and Orion and, and so on. But uh yeah. To answer the original question, no, in my opinion you do not put your big hitters up at the top. Uh because I think those last even three overs are so valuable to have of the personnel because there's there's a lot more people that can go at a strike rate of one fifty in the power play then there is those that can start in innings in the last three overs and go at a strike rate of 150 plus. There's a lot a lot less that can do that at the back end. And obviously, in this example, Russell is. So I wouldn't be opening with him. Um, yeah, put him up the order, but I wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be opening for him. He's such a, an asset to have at the end. And there's not many more like him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's go to the, the final question that we have for the day. And this one, I, I want you to explain it to me because I've, I've seen this uh, touted a lot where it's, do should the IPL kind of re reform their 
auction uh, format to one which is a more generic type, which you'd see, say, in the... Uh, uh, what is it? Not the... Um, I was about to say the NBA. Is it? The NFL. The NFL. NFL. There we are. I'm not one... Just a disclaimer. I don't under... I follow football where you have transfer fees and so on. And I follow the IPL, which is obviously how they do the auction. So I don't really understand. And, and, and you, fo- so and you fo- explain it to me. And you follow Arsenal. So you buy shit players anyway. So well, you don't really go, know how know. the market works yet. I don't know. You're right. I don't really know how the IPL auction works being a Chennai fan, but uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the, the draft system is basically what is followed uh, across various other leagues, like Caribbean Premier League, the, uh, uh, the 100, for example, PSL, yeah. all of them, they follow the, the draft system. So what happens in that is like every team is given like a, a preference order. Like you get to every team given like if there are eight teams they get like one to eight kind of slots mm-hmm. and then uh, the uh, the team from which the uh, the draft is going to start from so let's say if a, if team one gets to pick first then uh, they get to like name a player and that's the player they're going to get for a set amount of price then it goes from team number one to team number eight yeah. And then they go like one level below, like if it's like $200,000 for the first player. And the second one would be like 175000 And then uh, the team number eight gets to go first because they got the last preference in the first round. So it kind of goes yeah. like that in a zigzag format. Sure. And then you keep on picking players out of whatever pool is left and you make up your squad. But is the idea that the teams will be a bit more equal is that the idea well the idea is like every player is every player in, uh, on the same tier is going to get the same yeah. amount of money oh so it's like a, a player it's a uh, it's beneficial for the players i think it's beneficial for the teams more than the players because i think the players they don't get to get that uh, big fat Liam paycheck isn't yeah isn't getting 11 16, crore or whatever. 11 crore or whatever, yeah. Um, hmm, it's a bit boring. That, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, uh, the draft system like, is kind I, of like I, quite, quite dull and like uh, there is no excitement to it. Yeah, I want auctioneers falling off platforms and big golden <laughs> and Liam Livingston buying 10 new houses. Uh, I want all that. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm that, with you on that, mate. Because I thought it was because uh, yeah, I I understand. And I've I've seen kind of the hundred, what they did, and it's it's just a bit naff, really. Like, no. uh, and surely only it benefits the team hugely, the one that picks first and the one that picks last, because like you say, you get the double pick. But those in the middle, um, yeah, yeah, I know you understand. Is the, the I guess the the feeling is they get the middle ground player. Yeah. Um, whereas the the ones at the end get the extreme best and worst of that category. I get that. But I don't know. I love the elements of the IPL auction where it is like, like we've just been speaking about Mumbai, that the auction strategy is so important because it is, do you spend 15 crore on Kishan? No. But 
they did and the ramifications of that on your purse uh i for one much prefer that maybe that's kind of my footballing transfer fees kind of uh brain coming to it but i don't know i i i'm the glitz and glam of an ipl auction uh is cannot be beaten in in my view but i have seen a lot of people talking about um this idea of reforming it to a, a draft type uh system but i just i don't know i wouldn't be as excited for it if it was if it was i what about you ash I think uh, the marketing strategy of the IPL and the brand value, it calls for something which is kind of unique to its own. And I think the auction system kind of lives up to that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like a opera in itself. Precisely, yeah. Like, as I said, hauling auctioneers, uh, roping one in who, uh, I, I've, I've read these articles where, I don't know if it was Chennai, or another auction, uh, another another franchise were very disappointed because he, of how long the guy was taking to like put down the baton, uh, and like he he made a few mistakes. So I love all that. You're getting you're not getting these. It, I'll tell you what it is. The auction for me makes the process more human. There's mistakes made. There's brilliant picks, you know, Chahal and so on. Um, you're not getting these stories from a draft type system. Because Jahal, for instance, is in a top bracket. Do you know what I mean? You're not getting these discussions afterwards. Oh, that was a good price for him. And, well, that was too much. Or they've done... Poor. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I I can't get behind it um, for me personally. But maybe that could be Ash's poll for the day. How about that, Ash? How do you feel about that? Um, should What kind of uh, system should it be? In, in the IPL, or the auction system or a draft system? It would be really interesting to kind of see what people uh feel on, feel on that i think i think uh, that could be the that could be our ashes poll for this week to be honest perfect about what people what people think like uh, which system could be the best one i would say i'm all for the auction and all the glitz and yeah. grammar for it yeah absolutely like i say give me bowling auctioneers any day over uh a dead like uh, the way the 100 did it is just criminal as well like this year i don't know if you saw they just announced the teams it was all like kind of done i don't know kind of behind doors it just yeah the ipl has it sorted hopefully they don't veer away from it but if it's one thing i know about the bcci they do what the hell they like they don't conform to what anyone else is thinking or saying uh, and normally they are the ones that push the yeah push the agenda um Ash, any other any other quick comments before we we love and leave the people? Well, I think uh, we can also ask people about uh, uh, which uh, teams are going to make it to the top four. Like as we are kind of halfway through yeah, we, this year's Are we are we changing then? Uh, remember a couple of weeks ago when we had the last podcast? Uh, I think off the top of my head, I had KKR. Rajasthan, uh, look now, and RCB, I believe, yep. are my four. Are you and your four were the same? Actually, I believe. I think your four were the same as mine. I had so, Gujarat instead of uh, Lucknow. Did you have Gujarat? Or are you saying that? I, I need to go check it. 
because I I yeah. don't know. Did you say Gujarat? Because I think we both were like, look now, Gujarat, look now, Gujarat. And I went, look now. Which obviously yeah. now is looking... Uh, well, I'm, look now, mine's more still like, good. But more, good like, more like Gujarat than Lucknow, yeah. Which I still maintain they have the worst squad. I yes, no absolutely. Idea. Yeah. It, it, it's, this, this is the story for me of the IPL. Butler's magnificence, Chahal, incredible. But David Miller, do you know how... Okay, I promised this wouldn't get onto Chennai, no. but bloody hell. They, you're thinking, okay, no Hardik. We've done somewhat all right against their amazing bowling lineup, Chennai this is. And you're like, you've got through David Millen, Rashid Khan, and you just absolutely balls it. Anyway, like, I, I was <laughs> genuinely start crying. That ruined my Easter, that did. In the arc. Chris in the Jordan, arc you ruined of, my Easter. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, think, I think that story has to be Shivam Dube. The guy just doesn't oh. bloody move. Like, how does he Oh, the what that no cat. Oh. Problem is, I can't... Thing is, Shivan Dube just he's the most hateable but lovable player at the same time. When he plays at innings, his kind of beautiful languid strokes, his he's got tall runs, beautiful timing, you're like tremendous player, but he can let you down so often. And in the field he's a liability, but actually that's all of Chennai. Seeing Jadeja drop two catches, I knew it just give up on this year. Jadeja dropping catches, the world's coming to an end. Uh it's it's all gone. But then when I'm feeling that low, suddenly Dhoni does Dhoni of 10 years ago. It was incredible. Anyway, let's just... Are, are you changing any of your four? That This will be what we'll finish the episode on. Because for me, I'm wondering if I should start giving Gujarat their flowers, as it were, and bring them in for one of the sides. Rajasthan, they're going through. RCB are going through because I just... I love Hazelwood. Hazelwood, Hasaranga and Harshal Patel. That bowling line. And then Siraj will come good. So for me, RCB, um, RCB, Rajasthan are bankers. I still feel Gujarat are going to get caught up at some point. I just can't believe that batting lineup will get them through to the players. But maybe they've got enough points so far and momentum and so on. So maybe I should put them in. I don't know. Uh, look, well, I, no, think, I, just, I, I think, do like Lopel. I think. I think I may have to change one here. Like, look, uh, no, sorry. Uh, so okay. I'll, uh, I'll have to leave KKR out now, and I feel like the resurgence of sunrises may actually be. Oh, this. Is... I tell you what, we are dummies, aren't we? At the beginning, just the bankers for people not getting a single point would have been Gujarat and sunrises, and look, we're talking Absolutely. about them reaching the playoffs. Yeah, and I think that's uh, the sort of thing they want in the IPL as well, like. Uh, these minnows yeah. and like those nobody's kind of performing uh, and I, and I told you this after the auction but Natarajan for four crore I know he's a bit shaky with his injuries but then look at Deepak Chahar like out for the season well, gave him 14 Natarajan well Natarajan as a bowler like, uh, yeah. has had the most control uh, that I've ever seen in uh, any left arm seamer in the IPL like the way he controls his in swingers, away swingers, slower bonds, balls, yorkers, mm. and he keeps it so simple. Like, it doesn't have yeah. that pace, it doesn't have the bounce, it doesn't have like a very high arm action, doesn't have a jump, he's not tall enough. Still, mm. like, he kind of looks uh, threatening in most games. He does. Okay. I'm going for RR, RCB, 
I, and I'm going to put them the two newbies, and which is an incredible effort from them. I think incredible. Uh, Gujarat and and Lucknow. They're they're going to be my my four now. That's that's my change. I'm KKR out, Gujarat in. What about you? KKR out and and Sunrises in. Is that your Sunrise shout? So not look now. You're going Gujarat, RCB, RR, and Sunrises. Oh, that's a huge call, Ash. I love it. All right, to end on that bombshell, Ash, it's been Joyce as always to talk to you. Uh, hopefully, well, we'll probably be talking IPL. Uh, hopefully we get a guest on at some point. Uh, yeah. And we can talk about, about the England news. Uh, but I love, you know, while it's IPL season, it's good to talk about it. And, uh Absolutely, get everyone's yeah. thoughts but get online get on the instagram get on our facebook page answer the ashes poll find us out there send in your questions because as you've seen in this episode we do answer them um yeah thank you everyone for listening thank you ash as always you lovely man and uh Pleasure, speak to you mate. soon yeah see you soon mate